0: And welcome to The Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and you're listening to episode 128 of The Imagineer Podcast. In today's podcast episode, we're going to discuss one of the most popular lounges at Walt Disney World, which is Jock Lindsay's hangar Bar over at The Landing in Disney Springs jock lindsey's opened on september 22nd 2015 just about a week before downtown disney was officially renamed to disney springs and over the last six years that it has existed it's remained one of the most popular places to enjoy a beverage or a snack over at disney springs and has become a kind of destination at walt disney world because it is an indiana jones themed bar so there are so many easter eggs there are so many details and the story of jock clindsay's hangar bar is one that attracts indiana jones fans and disney fans and it truly is if you haven't been there before such a fun place to sit back and relax and, as I mentioned before, enjoy a beverage or a snack. There are so many incredible things to eat and to drink at Jock Lindsay's hangar bar and if you haven't had the chance to go and visit, I definitely recommend on a future trip to Walt Disney World whether you take a day at Disney Springs or just an evening or an afternoon to enjoy. A quick hour or so at Jock Lindsay's, you certainly will not be disappointed. My special guest for this episode is Imagineer Theron Skies. He's been on the show before. He was the lead Imagineer for Disney Springs and the lead Imagineer for Jock Lindsay's hangar Bar. So he has so many incredible stories to share and details about this location at Walt Disney World. And to make this episode a little extra special, when I was over at Destination D23 in Walt Disney World back in November of 2021, I had the chance to meet up with Theron at Jock Lindsay's hangar Bar in person. We enjoyed a meal together, eating a couple of the incredible appetizers at Jock Lindsay's and a couple of beverages, and then headed outside and did an Instagram Live, which you can go back and watch on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Imagineer podcast. You can watch our full IGTV, our full discussion about Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, but I also wanted to turn it into a podcast episode that you can go back and enjoy at any point that you want to listen to the show. So I'm going to play this very special in-person live discussion with Theron skis about Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, we'll share some fun facts and information. Theron has a lot of great details to share about Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, and of course, chat about some of his favorite details at this location. Before we kick this episode off, I want to give a very special thanks to our sponsor, WW Magazine. They are the premier magazine focused on Walt Disney World, and you can learn more and subscribe to their print or digital editions by clicking on the link in the show notes of this episode or by heading to imagineerpodcast.com you'll find a link over there as well at the end of the episode i'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show so grab some headphones Pull up your favorite armchair and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast. Hey, everyone, it's Matt from Imagineer Podcast with Imagineer Theron Skis. Hi, everybody. He's been on the Instagram Live with us a few times, done the podcast, a few podcast episodes. We're here at Jock Lindsey's Hangar Bar, as you can see, which was, well, one of Theron's main creations uh, while working at Walt Disney Imagineering. So I thought we would take a few minutes. I forgot my selfie stick, so I'm not gonna be (laughs) able, my arm's eventually gonna get tired. We're gonna do maybe 20, 30 minutes, but we'll love to see what questions you all have about Jock Lindsay's hangar Bar. If there's ever a time to ask, this is the guy to ask. We were inside. He showed me a few pictures. He's in a few photos. (laughs) I'm going to share them later, so see if you can spot them in a future visit to Jock Lindsay's. But let's get started. Um, I think a lot of people know you by now, Theron, for being on the show before, so we'll skip the introduction. Perfect. Perfect. Talk to us a little bit about the backstory of Doc Lindsay's. Certainly. Well,
1: I have to say this is one of my favorite projects. People ask me all the time, what is your favorite project? And it's so difficult to say, but this is definitely one of them. We had such an amazing team that put this all together. And how many times in your career could you say that you worked on on an Indiana Jones uh, location in the world, especially the only Indiana Jones themed bar in the world? So super excited to be able to do that. Well, you know, when we thought about Disney Springs, and we did a podcast about Disney Springs... We did. It'll be out tomorrow, by the way. Whoa, super cool. (laughs) Uh, Make sure you check that out. We kind of thought, you know, a person like Chuck Lindsey, who kind of chauffeurs around all these incredible adventures like Indy and uh, and other adventures, you know, a place like Florida could be really a, a great spot, very centrally located... When you start thinking about pirate treasure in the Gulf of Mexico, we thought about uh, Aztec gold and and, uh, the Inca civilizations in the Yucatan Peninsula, the Fountain of Youth in uh, Florida itself, and of course the Bermuda Triangle. We thought that's tons of reasons why Chalk would have housed himself, uh, set up a home here at Disney Springs. You know, just fly his plane in, land it on Lake Buena Vista and, and have a place. So this is kind of how our backstory of how Jock Lindsay's hangar bar even came to be. It was literally just a functional hangar where you could run adventures. You could go deep sea diving, looking for treasure or, or uh, you know into the jungles looking for um, the fountain of youth. Uh, and then of course the idea was when Jock uh, actually passed away, that the folks who operated this space said, "Well, look, we used to always come back from adventures and have a beer and talk about what we did. Let's just keep it open, and uh, and that's how we structured everything. The whole idea was that you're you're just coming in and enjoying um, all of the adventures of the past, and uh, and that's kind of what you see inside is this um, cornucopia of adventure uh, ideas, tons of hidden Easter eggs. Man, we were sitting." Uh, uh, having a little bit of, uh, of appetizer inside, him, just going through all the different Easter eggs. and There's so many. Yeah, I would challenge you. If you're a fan, you gotta come check it out and,
0: and uh, <laughs> try to find everything. So speaking of the backstory, which is a really cool backstory, the time period of this. So I know that we are, you know, Disney Springs is modern, but Jock Lindsay's is an old bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, or an old hangar, I should say. So what are some of the ways that you made sure this bar was time appropriate <laughs> Um, while also speaking to the fact that it's aged since then. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the whole thing about
1: Disney Springs is it's, it's meant to be a, a town, as we've discussed, that kind of grew over time. So each of our neighborhoods, not lands, neighborhoods were set in a specific decade. And uh, right now we're on the old Pleasure Island, which is called The Landing. And that actually was around the turn of the century, so 1900s-ish, uh, when this took place. And uh, so that's what we're saying is in the maybe late 1900s is when uh, Jock actually established this, 1910, 1920, I'm sorry, early 1900s, uh, where this was established. And in fact, I I was showing Matt a, a photo that we have inside right beside the bar, which actually has characters from the Adventurers Club. Because if you remember the Adventurers Club story from Pleasure Island lore, um, all of those characters took place around that same time frame. That's right. So we kind of were playing with this idea that maybe they were here together and so that the picture that we have here at the bar was uh, a whole day photo shoot that the project team did where we brought in all of the talent, all of the uh, performers from the original Adventures bar and we, we brought in an indie performer from uh, the stunt show. We, hi- we hired a, an actor who looked like Chuck Lindsay, and we did this really great uh, set of photo shoots uh, that kind of took place. But like all of Disney Springs, the architecture itself was meant to showcase a, a moment in time when it was built for a specific function, but then it was literally lovingly restored and turned into something else. And that's that's so true of every single building here,
0: and it's the same with Jock Lindsay's. which is very cool. You have even pointing out the uh, the details of the ceiling, um, which you had mentioned was appropriate for <laughs> hangar bars in that, oh, right, hangar bars hangers <laughs> in that time period, but something you wouldn't as commonly find in hangers today. Yes. Um, so next time you're here, definitely check out the uh, the ceiling because it is so cool. That's right. If you're a fan, you could look this up. It's called Lamella
1: and it's a very special type of a ceiling uh, that was put together so you didn't have to have columns. That way you could put planes inside. So we, we uh, represented that. And there's not many in the world, not many in the U.S. anyways, and certainly not many in Florida. So we do have a lot of architectural fans who will come to Jock Lindsey's and just photograph the ceiling, as, as interesting as
0: that sounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are some of your favorite details that are inside oh, the hangar bar? Oh man, favorite details. <laughs> how much, How long do we have? Uh, well, one of
1: the things we tried to do when, when thinking through props, um, obviously this is a very prop-heavy space, but you know, if you if you just throw a bunch of props in there, it's not gonna make as much sense as if you organize them in a specific way. So we thought, okay, practically, how would Jock have set this up? Uh, so we think of, okay, well, all of the underwater equipment is in one side, all of the mountaineering and sort of winder equipment is in another side, all of the... Um, planning like maps and star charts and the, the compasses and sextons and all that stuff, that's all in one space. And the and anything that has to do with repairing uh, wrenches and everything for the motors on the plane, all of that was another spot. We really tried to organize it in that way uh, so that you could kind of take it take it in that way. But another really super fun thing, I have to mention this, the actual uh, actor who played Chuck Lindsay in the Raiders film, His name is Fred, and he's a real pilot. And uh, a really cool story about Fred is that uh, Steven Spielberg actually hired Fred as a pilot when they were shooting uh, the very first Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park film. And um, that whole scene from Jurassic Park, where it was a big hurricane on Hawaii, that was a real hurricane. That was or a uh, typhoon was really happening. So uh, Fred actually flew the production team, Steven and the production team, off of Hawaii. They were like one of the last flights out, and um, uh, and it was actually Fred. It was Jock that did that. So we thought That's that was so cool. cool. So in the in the bar here, we've actually done a um, what looks like a Velociraptor claw, and it's in the in the props, and it's just sort of a homage to 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 Fred and what he did. That's
0: amazing. <laughs> Um, that's so cool. Now, obviously, people come here for food, too. And I know the food has theme to it. And even the coasters, you were telling me, yes. have a special theme to it. So what sort of thought process went into the food and the, the drinks that you get here and even something as small as the coasters? Right.
1: So, everybody should know that, that a bunch of nerds put this together, right? So all of
0: us are... <laughs> that's com- what we want.
1: <laughs> yeah, complete fans. So every single aspect, uh, even the napkins. Remember I was showing you that the, oh, yeah, the napkins right. you get are shop rags. So the red, at least what we get in here in the, in the U.S., are like these red shop rags. Uh, so everything is themed. We worked with the food and beverage team for, my goodness, my team worked with them for probably almost four years, the, the three years. On even all of the individual ingredients, the drinks, um, the the actual food, everything is themed, and um, we want. Of course, the food has to be of a great quality because it's Disney, and the drinks have to be of a great quality. But um, uh, everything has performance tied to it. I was telling Matt that certain drinks will get the you know the bartender will gong a gong, and and um, certain uh, parts within the bar are from certain films. Uh, I know I'm going off of food a little bit. No, no, go ahead. We we sat in an area, like an old fuselage, just the side of a plane, and I was telling Matt that actually this plane was the same type of plane in uh, Temple of Doom. If you remember when Indy jumped out in the life raft, we actually uh, found that plane, the drawings of that plane, and we created a part of the fuselage in there. And then we're standing outside, and the, the big sign right here uh, that you can actually see it has a wing on it that says hangar bar well that wing is from that specific plane uh, the motor that's outside is from jock's plane so we tried to really make it very personalized and very specific uh not just to the film but also to jock wherever we
0: could that's so cool um <laughs> so the i forgot what question i was gonna ask you well actually someone someone did ask you a question before i think it was steven who asked do you get nostalgic when you come here
1: Yes, a hundred percent. I have to say I, I walked in and, and they had completely um, decorated for Christmas yep. inside, which, okay, kind of cool on the outside, no, no problem, but on the inside, and I was a little bit like, oh, my baby, you know, because <laughs> there was Christmas stuff everywhere. You couldn't see all the cool props, but totally get nostalgic. Um, such an amazing team that put this together. Uh, any aspiring uh, uh, storytellers or theme designers, you know, you guys should all know that this takes a team. Nobody does this by themselves. And um, I had an amazing team of people uh, that were equally as passionate and excited to work on this as me. And um, and that's the most fun, is working
0: together with a group of people that are so motivated to get the details right so that you could love it. Yeah. I want to see if there are any questions that came in. Actually, we have some of the question sticker here. Oh, cool. Um, but and while we're looking for this, what is your... Uh, oh, that's from a different question. What is your favorite um, uh, food item to get here oh, or beverage to item. get here? Alcoholic, non-alcoholic? Wow. Um, I,
1: I would have to say that, and I mean this sincerely, is that everything is, is, um, is, is really good. Um, I'm a little bit sad. Uh, I understand because of COVID... Um, but I'm a little bit sad that the actual menus not made, uh, not being used it's you know the, the uh, QR code that you photograph but the actual mem- menu is a pilot's log and all of the the drinks and the dishes are uh, really wonderfully painted and watercolor and everything was completely designed. in fact the um, we had this thing called the cool-headed monkey is a drink now anybody that knows anything about uh, lore right about Jock Lindsay's lore is that's Chilled Monkey Brains from Temple of Doom. But right. we, we, we Disney didn't want us to call it Chilled, <laughs> chilled monkey, monkey Brains, brains yeah. so we called it the Cool-Headed Monkey. <laughs> um, but we actually created the, the actual vessel. The mug is all custom made. Um, I, I think if you come here, you'll be blown away. You'll want to spend way more time than they'll want you to stay there uh, to see this. Uh, I was telling Matt that on the outside of the building, there's a big wraparound porch on the back so you can look out over. Uh, Lake Buena Vista but one of the really cool features in outdoor dining is this uh, this little boat uh, that Jock used to use to kind of get around in the in the springs and everything and uh, it's in dry dock so it's 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 up out of the water and when Jock passed away they just continued to use it uh, in that position they filled it with tables and people can dine and everything in there and and so there's just so many unique little spots within Jock Lindsey's where you can Uh, sit and enjoy, but then
0: also uh, get even more information on the story. Um, I remember one of the details I did want to talk about, which is the music. So we were sitting in there and of course enjoying the music, which (laughs) is thankfully for a dining location where you do want to spend a lot of time. It's a solid two-hour music loop. but I didn't know, it has. A, you have a personal connection to the music, so can you speak to the music that's in sure. Jock Lindsay's? It's funny, I mentioned to Matt as we were sitting in there eating the
1: Brussels sprouts, which were amazing. So good. Don't forget your greens, <laughs> um, was that I said most of this music came from my personal playlist, um, and it just kind of worked out. I, I love this sort of chill vibe music. There was some music in there that felt kind of retro and spy kind of like, and I, I just thought it felt it fit perfectly for Jock Lindsay, so I it put together a, um, uh, A demo track and we brought it to the senior executive team and everybody loved it. So it was just one of those moments where uh, your personal taste actually (laughs) ended up fitting the bill, right? That doesn't happen always.
0: No, no. Um, (laughs) Actually, you shared a pretty cool fact with me, I think, off the podcast that had to do with the music that were well, this is the holiday version, but the music in Disney Springs, you developed a different daytime loop than a nighttime loop. So how did you think about the music that should be in a place like Disney Springs during the day versus at night, how do you think about that? Process? So true.
1: Well, first we should say that you know there, when you're whenever you create an experience, an environment like this, there's uh, it's real handy to know that there's five senses, right? That the human be- human body uh, builds memories based on. So when we create an environment, we try to leverage all five of those senses wherever possible, and uh, audio music is one of those things that really uh underlines or highlights uh, that experience and uh what we supposed as a team was that the guest that would come to disney springs during the day is a different guest than who comes at night if you come at night typically you're here for dining uh, a cocktail uh, an event uh, a you know a performance something like that a circ show so we decided to sort of create a signature audio moment that underscores the motivation for why you would come during that time period. So during the day, the music is a little bit faster paced um, because you're kind of walking in between uh, shopping and grabbing your souvenirs before you fly home. So it's same kind of music, this sort of chill vibe music. um, And each neighborhood has its own music in the same style. So, for example, Town Center is Mediterranean Revival or Spanish Revival-style architecture, so you'll find more Latin vibes in there, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, sambas, uh, that kind of thing, flamenco-type guitars that you would feel in there, um, but it's a little bit faster-paced. At night, it, it calms down a little bit more, and it's much more of a kind of a chill-out vibe. Um, so, next time you come, check it out. But one thing I'll say about music that yes. I really want to encourage your audiences if you come, um, you have to go to the Disney Village and listen to the music there. Why? Because we couldn't find Disney music in this style. Nobody had ever recorded it in this sort of chill vibe. Right. So we actually hired composers to custom make all of the music in the Disney Village. So it's all Disney music, but it's done in this yeah. very cool modern sort of chill vibe way because the Disney Village is the place where we have you know, all the Disney products you can really kind of find there. That's so cool.
0: I did not realize that. I'll have to. <laughs> now, now I know. Now you're going there, right? <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going. I know exactly where I'm going next. I'm going to go shopping in uh, the marketplace and hear all the music that's there. Um, so, I guess, are there any other interesting facts or details you wanted to share about Jockeblad that We haven't talked about or anything that's uh, be very interesting to those who are watching and wow. listening. Well, I,
1: I would say that if you if you come here, come uh, with uh, with your eyes wide open. If you're an Indiana Jones fan, uh, literally this is the only Indiana Jones themed bar in the world. Um, There's quite a way to get in, especially uh, now during the holidays. Yes. But if you take a moment to walk around and really look, there's some seriously cool details there. I think you could come back multiple times and and see different details. Um, One thing I would point out is the map behind the bar. Is meant to be this this sort of um, homage to all of the different adventures that took place, uh, not just with Indy, but we wanted to put this story uh, firmly in a modern age, so that Indy knew Amelia Earhart, Indy knew um, uh, Sir Thomas uh, Mallory, who climbed you know um, Everest, and I mean that that's we kind of wanted all of that to exist in the same time period. So you'll see Polaroid shots of of these. You know, candid shots of these individuals as if they were all hanging out together uh, and it was a community of adventurers who were looking for things. Indy just happened to stumble into more paranormal uh, <laughs> adventures than, than the others did and, uh, and that was kind of his specialty. So um, our team just lovingly encapsulated so much story, uh, so many interesting Easter eggs for you to find and it's our joy to uh, present this to all of you, and, and we just welcome you to come and check it out. And um, and if you're a fan, I mean,
0: this is this is the place you gotta visit. Love it. Rapid fire question, last one before we wrap up here. Your favorite Indiana Jones movie?
1: Favorite Indiana Jones movie is um, Last Crusade. I, I love it. Sean Connery. I love the interplay between them as, as actors, as father and son. Uh, I love the fact that it went back in time and River Phoenix, uh, who's no longer with us, was sort of embodied in such a fantastic role as a young Indiana Jones. Uh, I I love that. That was probably my favorite. I think all of us Indiana Jones fans uh, want to forget about Crystal Skull, <laughs> and we're really hoping that episode uh, five, five is yeah. going to be, you know, something amazing. So. Well, at That's least Harrison
0: Ford's back. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be. Yeah. Fingers crossed with Disney back in control of everything. It'll be it'll totally be in good hands. Um, but this was so much fun, Theron. Thanks yeah, for thank joining. You. Thanks for watching, and be sure to check out, of course, Theron's Instagram page, website. You all know where the places to go to find it. And if you're watching Instagram Live now. Tomorrow, our episode together about Disney Springs, which is a really amazing discussion. Please do. If you have already an appreciation for Disney Springs, it will increase it tenfold. (laughs) So many things I learned. Um, Theron and his team did put so much work into Disney Springs. I walk through here now every time with <laughs> a new set of eyes. So <laughs> it's it's really uh, worth listening to. But, Aaron, thanks for being here. Absolutely. All of you have a great rest of your evening. Thanks for dialing in. Bye, everyone. And with that, we close out episode 128 of the Imagineer podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion live from Jock Lindsay's hangar bar with the lead Imagineer who designed this location, Theron Skies, about this location. I had such a blast dining with Theron at the place that he helped to develop and chatting with him afterwards about some of his favorite details and a little bit more about the backstory of this location. If you haven't had the chance yet, I definitely recommend going back and listening to our podcast episode back from November of 2021, all about Disney Springs. I sat down with Theron virtually this time and we spoke about all the details of Disney Springs. Well, not all the details, but a lot of great information about about Disney Springs. So if you want a little bit more of a holistic perspective about this part of Walt Disney World, which, by the way, has so much incredible detail and such a great backstory that I, after listening to Theron, grew such a great appreciation for this part of Walt Disney World, I would encourage you to go back again from an episode in November of 2021 of Imagine Your Podcast, where you can listen to our discussion about Disney Springs. I, of course, want to turn this conversation over to you and hear what your favorite detail or perhaps your favorite snack item or beverage is at jock lindsey's hangar bar you can send me your answers and feedback as always in so many different ways you can reach out on social media i would encourage you to follow Imagine Your Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Imagine Your Podcast. You can leave your answers there in a post by tagging us or simply reach out to me in a direct message. You can also follow Imagine Your Podcast on Twitter at Imagine Your News. And if you'd like to chat about this subject and all other things Disney with me and with other listeners of this community, I would encourage you to join our Facebook group, which is the Imagination also called the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community to again chat about this subject and all subjects relating to all things Disney. You can also send me an email at matt at imagineerpodcast.com and Matt is spelled with two T's, so it's M-A-T-T at ImagineerPodcast.com. If you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other podcast app. That'll ensure that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And if you have a minute or two to leave us a rating and to review, In Apple Podcasts, that does a lot to help this community out because it increases our relevance when it comes to anyone searching for a Disney-related podcast, and for anyone who discovers the show, it lets them know what they can expect. And of course, you can always leave your recommendations for a great episode to start with, or anything else you want to share about the podcast. I do read each and every review that I get, and I am so grateful to the over 600 of you who have left us a five-star rating in Apple Podcasts before. If you would like to take your love of Imagineer Podcast to the next level, definitely look into our Patreon group over at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can find a link to that location in the show notes of this episode or by heading to imagineerpodcast.com. Patreon is an exclusive group of members who support the show financially and in return get exclusive Perks, benefits, content, rewards, all kinds of amazing bonus content, including bonus podcast episodes, a private Facebook group just for members. I post a lot of great content to our patreon community as well we do virtual events we do private weekly watch parties we have a ton of fun it's such a great community of over 100 patreon members i want to thank those of you who have already supported the show on patreon and if you are interested in learning more on again how you could support the show and get some exclusive content and even how your part of your proceeds go to support various charities throughout the years head to again patreon.com slash Immatch Podcast. As always, depending on when you're listening to the show and to this episode in particular, the terms and conditions are subject to change, as are the benefits. So you can learn all that's available, again, by heading to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Imagineer podcast. But of course, the best thing you can do for the show is very simple, and that's to hit that share button. Whether you share out this episode of the show, the podcast as a whole, your favorite post on social media, or if you just talk about the podcast with your friends and family, that of course helps to spread the word about Imagineer podcast and i want to thank those of you who continue support to support the show in any way that you can through a share through a patreon through a review whatever it takes. But I thank you, as always, for taking the time to listen to the podcast as well. And if there's any subjects you would like to hear in a future episode or any feedback you have for the show, please feel free to reach out to me me directly in an email or in a direct message. I do read each and every message and email I get personally and always encourage you to reach out if there's anything I could do to make this community and this podcast even better for you. Last but not least, I want to encourage you as always to go after your hopes and your dreams and your goals. Life's too short to wait around for dreams to come to you. You have to take the reins and make those dreams come to reality. So, take that first step today whether it's taking a class, reaching out to a potential mentor, asking anyone in that space, whatever it is you want to do, how you can get started. Or even if it's just writing down what your goals are and reflecting on what you want to accomplish, take those first steps today to make those dreams come true. And remember, as always, that inspiring quote from Horizons, if you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer podcast.